Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Thrive TV Show. I'm Lauren Parsons, your host today, and I'm joined by Kate Watkinson from all the way down south. Welcome, Kate. Hi, Lauren. Thank you. It's really wonderful to be here. I really respect your work, and I'm thrilled to connect with you. So nice and looking forward to talking about what's actually one of my favorite topics and something I've learned a lot about and really experienced the power of this myself a few years ago, which I don't know if you know that story of mine, but we're talking about the power of a morning routine. And yeah, I think it's so true. The way you start your day tends to set up the rest of your day. So the three things we're going to talk about are how having a nourishing morning routine sets you up for a positive day. We'll look at some successful people's morning routines and also look at the modern neuroscience and ancient teachings on the power of mornings. So before we dive into all of that, I just want to get to know you, Kate. So we're going to go through our this and that questions. Is that all right? Absolutely. So tell us, jeans or skirt? Ooh, if I'm dancing a skirt, probably for day-to-day family life jeans. Okay, nice. Makeup, no makeup? A light makeup most days. Mm. Okay, nice. Photograph or painting? Ooh, I love to have photographs to capture a memory, but on a wall a painting is pretty special. Nice. Would you rather be able to play 10 instruments beautifully or speak 10 languages fluently oh I think languages nice I'm with you on that Taj Mahal or Eiffel Tower been to the Eiffel Tower never to the Taj Mahal so I'll go with it nice okay snow or sunshine sunshine absolutely <laughs> nice and smoothie or ice cream smoothie Lovely. So Kate is a woman's holistic well-being expert. She empowers women to move from surviving to thriving. She's an author, yoga and queer teacher, retreat facilitator, speaker and a mother who's on a mission with a heart to connect people to thrive with heart and soul. So it's such a pleasure to connect with you. And I know that you do run amazing retreats and just are really passionate about empowering, particularly women. But I think this episode will be relevant for both men and women because morning routines are so important. So tell us a bit about why a morning routine is important to you. Well, I'd love to start with a quote, Lauren. I'm a really, I really love quotes because I think they hold an essence and a message. And Louise Hay has said, how you start your day is how you live your day and how you live your day is how you live your life. Mm-hmm. So we've probably all had that experience where we may have uh, hit the snooze button on the alarm and stayed in bed and and got up and felt literally like we're chasing a tail for the rest of the day. And from that very moment when we first got up, that seems to be that that energy has stayed with us throughout the day. So if we can start the day in a positive way, it tends to flow onwards. And there's lots of benefits to having a morning routine from creating healthy habits to how you set your, your tone for the day to lowering stress to being efficient and actually more productive, Mm -hmm. um, even improving relationships. So there's a whole lot of um, really strong benefits. And this is not kind of just 
la la this is quite proven now and there's lots of really good resources out there that show the power of a morning routine mm-hmm. yeah nice and i know that you mentioned that there are a lot of successful or well-known people that have key things that they do in their morning routine tell us about that yeah can i just say we as an aside that i'm very careful how i use the word a successful person because i really do think that actually a successful person necessarily isn't a a wealthy or a famous person it's somebody that's really living with purpose and is healthy and feeling that they are thriving I Mm -hmm. guess for the point of this conversation it's useful to show people that we may be familiar with because it gives us an idea of um, yeah they've done something really purposeful and intentional and uplifting in life so some of these people, actually, there's a really good resource out there from Spool and Zander who have really deeply researched successful people and mm-hmm. found that most of them don't leave their morning to chance. So this is a variety of people from athletes to artists to CEOs to actresses to presidents. When they research these people, they pretty much all have a morning routine and That varies. It can be something that is quite health focused and almost around Spartan living, like drinking a green smoothie and exercising, or it could be something a bit more luxurious, like really taking your time and being present to making a coffee and absorbing yourself in a beautiful magazine for a period of time. So there's, I guess, one of the things to really know is that a morning routine doesn't have to be a one-size-fits-all approach. It's yeah. really about creating some nourishment for yourself. So one of the key points actually is that a morning routine is something you do outside of your normal day. So for example, if your normal day is going to your workplace or parenting your children a morning routine is something you do outside of that formal time and it really is something that should give you pleasure and uplift you in some way it's more about being healthy and thriving and creative rather than I should do that or I or I have to get on to this project that's due today so it's actually something that is not urgent but is really important Mm -hmm. I love that. And I I really recognize what you're saying around successful people does not mean celebrities, although often our mind jumps there. So, you know, people that are listening in, whatever success means to you, you know, I think that's really important. We all have our own definitions and that might be being able to be calm and present with your children, which is the key breakthrough that my morning routine did. And maybe I'll share that story a little bit later. But I love that you're talking about the fact that there are so many different ways we can structure a morning routine and that it might be completely different from one person to the next. But as I was just listening to you talking about, you know, making your favorite hot drink, whatever that is, and reading a magazine, I can imagine some people listening in, their mind might have jumped to, oh, I'd never have time to do that. Or, gosh, that sounds amazing. Or, you know, so just as you're listening in, I invite you to reflect on how do you feel when you think about this? Because I think one of the keys to making this part of your life is to realize that you deserve to have time for you. And often the best time for us to capture that time as busy parents or just in life is as those mornings and all those evenings, because as Darren Hardy says, we can't always control what happens in the middle of our days. 
but we can bookend our day as well. And the way that you start is the most important. And I love people that have those revelations that my time is mine. And actually, I don't need to be checking my work emails as soon as I get up in the morning. I think boundaries are blurred sometimes and we need to bring boundaries back. And it's so powerful. If there's something you want to do, perhaps you want to work on your reading or your learning or do something creative, actually doing that first thing in the morning is a lovely way to make sure it fits in and that you're prioritizing you. So I think there's so much value in this. So tell me, I'm sure people would be interested to hear, and I'm happy to share mine as well, but Kate, what do you do for your morning routine? So I am a morning person and always have been. So it wasn't a particular challenge for me to really step into that morning routine. And I'd also like to say, you know, it can change depending on your circumstances, like whether you have young children or, you know, your children are older, but really it's, it's about making a commitment to yourself. And for me, I, before I even get out of bed, when I wake up, I really feel into my breathing for a few moments and I offer gratitude straight away for three things. So it could be that I've had a wonderful sleep. It could be that I'm in a warm house. It could be that I'm waking up to my family or, I mean, there are multitudes of things we can be grateful for. And then when I get up, I make myself a warm water with apple cider vinegar. I do a meditation and then a yoga practice. And it's not until I've done those things that I turn my phone on. So (laughs) the phone, a phone will take you out of the present moment immediately and start to get you into that cognitive thinking, what have I got to do? It'll really get you into that I've got to do things brain rather than being in that this is my time to nourish myself space. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. And I think that that is so prevalent as well because a majority of people, their phone is their alarm and they pick it up. And, you know, I've clients have told me 5.30 in the morning, they're there checking emails, negative news, alerts, notifications, you know, before they've even got their feet on the floor. And that's a really interesting distinction you make that we get wrapped up in that cognitive brain. One of my coaches always says to me, don't overthink it, Lauren, don't overthink it. Go with what feels right, you know, trust your intuition with certain things. And yeah, we actually need to spend some time doing that. Uh, It's interesting because I'm not actually a morning person at all. So this might be helpful for all those night hours like me that are listening in because I'd been told many years ago, you should wake up at the same time every day. Yet I resisted that, even though I'd heard it would be good for me because I naturally like to stay up at night and and I was a chronic snoozer and it's terrible, I hate to admit it. And actually, even more so, I hate to admit that we were living in Canada at the time. I'll just share this story that when my husband would get up at five and go to work early, it was Mama Bear's job to get a preschooler and two school-age girls off to school. And, you know, we're living in Ottawa, Canada, so it's minus 30 degrees, the ground's covered in snow, we've got to walk a kilometre to school, which was fine because we had all the gear. Uh, But if we didn't make the 10-minute window to drop the girls off at school, then we had to walk another extra half a kilometre around to the other side of the school and then line up like a naughty kid to get a late slip. And so there was this huge pressure to get out of the door on time. And so those that are parents might be able to relate that every morning I would start with the best intentions, but every morning without fail, virtually descended into tears and shouting on all sides, you know, mama bear included. And honestly, if there'd been a fly on the wall listening in or watching and in those moments of parenting failure I would be so embarrassed and it got to the point when my anxiety was so high the night before that 
I just felt like, what am I going to do? Can I get through another morning? How am I going to cope? Or am I going to walk home from school once again in tears, just thinking, what am I doing to my kids long-term? So Kate, this was really got really serious. And I realized that my kids weren't the problem, that they were just doing their normal thing and being kids and that I need to start with me. And so I just set my alarm 10 minutes earlier. And on a practical level, I plugged my phone in on the far side of the room. So I had to physically get up out of bed and switch it off. And I kept it on airplane mode so that while I was using my phone, I wasn't connected to that whole outside world, you know, go 1970s style and don't be contactable. And then I had my phone on my hand, so I'd put on music and just for four minutes, this is what I still do, for four minutes of that time where that song is playing, I, like you, focus on gratitude, focus on breathing deeply and diaphragmatically. I do a stretching routine. I just do whatever feels right for me on the day. And I set my positive intention. How do I want to show up today? So that's called habit stacking. And those that's that James Clear talks about that ability to habit stack. And it just means that regardless of what comes later in the day, I've taken those four minutes to be centered. And when I discovered that, that living in Canada, this is four years ago, it just changed my life overnight. Literally, we, we could leave the house 99% of the time as if we all still really loved each other, which was huge for my mental well-being because again how I felt if I'd had one of those rough mornings and then I go into my day and I'm second guessing myself and feeling guilty so it just totally flipped how I felt and it was just those four minutes and I've since adapted and I've changed my routine a little bit more now I've added in more of my learning in that time part of the day as well so first I started then getting up an hour early and I did my four minutes and then I'd have an hour a power hour of work time but I've since adapted that, that I now take half of that time as learning and I'll either read or listen to podcast or which if you're already converted, you might be listening to this in your morning routine or watch a TED talk. And then I do 30 minutes on my key tasks. So one, I feel I'm learning, but I also feel I'm getting ahead for the day. So anyway, um, yeah. again, I don't think we need to have any set things we have to do or not do, but it's just being intentional. Yeah. And that's great. There's a few things you spoke to there, Lauren, that are really uh, awesome. Firstly, it's acknowledging your humanness. You know that we're, it's quite a block to think that we've got to set aside two more, two hours in the morning for something really huge to do for a morning routine. It doesn't need to be. So like you said, it was four minutes and four minutes managed to change how your mornings played out with your children. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess one of the things is don't get stuck on thinking it has to be for a really long time. A several mm. minutes of connecting in and letting yourself uh, create a brain frequency that moves from your beta, from your cognitive everyday thinking, problem solving to either alpha or theta when you're much more in that. In yoga, we call that the super consciousness, but it's your insightful, creative time like for me for example often in my morning meditation I'll just have or if I go out for a walk in nature I'll have things just drop in so easily with a sense of grace that it would have taken me a long time to sit down and think through and I would have mm. it would have been more forced and harder so it's interesting in some ways that taking time creates time so when you fill up mm. your own tank and you do these things that nourish you you actually can become more productive. Mm -hmm. um, the other Absolutely. thing is too, if you are starting your day, when you were talking about your situation with your family, what it used to be like, like that is cortisol running through your body that is actually really telling you that you are in 
a dangerous situation. You are, and mm-hmm. you know, your, your brain doesn't recognize that this is getting the kids to school as opposed to a lion chasing you. Exactly. So if you can really take your time, even for a small moment in the morning and start in a way that's nourishing, you actually then release dopamine and serotonin, which are your calming, happy hormones that that tell your whole nervous system you're safe. So you're going into your day feeling safe rather than in danger. Mm. And this is what I was just going to ask you about, you know, the neuroscience behind it. It just makes absolute sense, doesn't it? And rather than rushing into the day and seeing, you know, how it goes, just I like that idea of take time to make time, you know, slow down to speed up. Tell us a bit more about Mm. the neuroscience and why this is important. Yeah, so it's it's really about tuning into calming our nervous system rather than heightening it. And I mean, there's a lot in our day that does heighten it in terms of interactions with people, in terms of traffic, in terms of stimulus through technology. Like never in a period of uh, of human existence have we been so stimulated in terms yes. of what comes at us all the time and sometimes it can feel like we're not actually even in control of that but we actually are so we know that if we can take some moments in the morning to to breathe well we're breathing diaphragmatically if we can do something that gives us joy that releases those positive hormones that we're actually moving into a, a positive state that rather than a stressful state. Yeah. Mm, and there's also, you know, there's a lot more information out there now about, you know, our circadian rhythms as well in terms of we're now living in a world that has a whole lot of unnatural light, you know, it used to, mm. if you, and you notice this when you go camping, you're really ri- living by the rhythm of nature. So when it's dark, you go to bed and you go to sleep. Whereas we have so much artificial light now that we actually, uh, we need to create the environment to make sure we have, you know, start turning lights off, start turning devices off so that we are getting that signal in our body to it's actually rest time now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is a really big one. I often do speak to groups about that the balance of morning routines and sleep and just yeah, putting turning off the overhead lights, using dim lamp lights. We actually went tramping, hiking for those in North America as a family a couple of weekends ago and we stayed overnight in a hut with my kids. It was our first big adventure as a family. And it was really interesting just seeing that by eight o'clock it was it was actually dark by about six. And so by eight o'clock, we were already, we were already in bed, rugged down. And that just did feel natural because we only had these, these candle lights and lantern lights. Yeah. But you're right that this artificial light makes it so much easier for us to be up late the evening, cutting into our sleep. And it is one of the biggest things I think that's, you know, undermining health and wellbeing. That and technology from a, we're, we're connected, but disconnected human to human. I think that that has a big part to play. So tell me, for people that are listening in that are wanting to perhaps get started, you know, we've talked about why this is so great. And I know for me, it was life-changing. If someone has virtually no morning routine or hasn't ever thought about just taking time for them, how would you recommend they get started? Yeah. And actually the interesting thing is that really a morning routine does start the night before with establishing really healthy sleep patterns and being quite strict like for example I turn my phone off at 8 30 at night and I'm not 
reachable then. Like I don't believe that any of us have any need to be available 24-7. Like that is not actually, we are not robots. We are human beings who actually need to rest for our well-being. Mm. So really starting to create a healthy wind down in the evening and then that starts to prepare you to at least have a good enough sleep that you are willing to wake up in the morning so start like dream big but start small so it may be that you literally wake up five minutes earlier than you normally would and you breathe and you offer some gratitude you put on a song that you love you write something in your journal you are really present as you make yourself that beautiful warm drink that you love I mean it's actually it does require some level of commitment and you do need to stick with it like mm. I mean a morning routine the word routine suggests that it's a regular thing it happens so uh, from the University College of London I think it was just did research on what they believe creates a, a, a actual habit the time period so you're in that mm. stage of automaticity and that's actually when you're at that point things flow because you've moved through the challenge of it being oh this is new and a li- little bit uncomfortable and that resistance this yeah. is a bit yeah, but this is a little bit hard. I've got to keep showing up. And then you start to feel like, oh, I'm feeling the benefits. And then it's like, actually, this is something I've got to keep in my life because I can see how well it's playing out. So mm-hmm. they're suggesting 66 days, which, I mean, there's lots of numbers thrown around with that. Mm-hmm. But really it is, you have to keep showing up and start small. And then like you mentioned earlier with the habit stacking, it may be that one one habit then so easily flows on to another, to another, without it having to be hard work. Remembering that this is about pleasure and uh, finding joy in life, it shouldn't mm. feel hard. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I just, I think that we don't often take enough time to give ourselves those moments of joy and they don't have to take a long time to do as well it can just simply be being present and taking those breaths and so for me it's and and I think also being adaptable with it so for me at the moment I go out to the lounge and I stoke the fire and I do my stretch watching the flames which I find is really lovely whereas in summertime I tend to do it in my bedroom and I look out at the forest out my window and and I feel very blessed to have trees straight out my window so in different seasons I'll change it as well and if I'm traveling I'll do something slightly different and actually this morning it was ironic because I had a business breakfast that I was speaking at and so I got up slightly earlier than usual and had to leave certainly a lot earlier than usual and so it was a different routine but I still actually I was like oh should I I was like yeah and I do have time so I took actually eight minutes and at the moment I've been doing this guided um, mindful movement, which I've been loving. And it's just breathing and movement with um, with some words that are spoken over it as well. And just took the time to do that. And I'm so glad that I did because I know it will change the trajectory of my day. So even when things do change or perhaps, you know, to the mums out there that have got young kids and you think, oh, I could never do this. My kids would be out with me. Well, actually, great. Let them embrace that too. And I've got clients that tell me, you know, their kids will be on their back or on the floor beside them or under them as they're doing their stretch or their yoga or whatever it is. And that's actually a lovely example to see it. Just continue to bring your calm to it and they'll pick up on and, um, and feed off that as well. And that's so true. You're actually better you're still having an enriching experience even if the kids are clambering over you while you're in your yoga postures rather than not doing it all. And you're also modeling healthy behavior and respect for yourself that your children are seeing too. 
And it's interesting, um, really, in terms of what makes a good routine, different people, different specialists will sort of talk to this in different ways, but really the theme is the same. It's doing something that nourishes you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So it sounds like your routine, Lauren, sort of ticks those box of uh, mm. a little bit of movement and then the pleasure with the music. And mm. uh, Laura Vanderkam, who is another author around morning routines, she talks about nurturing yourself, nurturing your goals and nurturing your relationships. Mm. So you talked about using that time to listen to podcasts and to kind of uh, to to grow and expand your your sense of wonder and learning in this world. So that really is that, you know, that nurturing your goals as well. Like sometimes we spend so much time uh, on the running around and the doing that we actually need to reflect what is it that we really are looking to get joy from in life? What values do I wish to pass on to my children? Like, yeah. yeah, and I sometimes say to people, I suspect in our modern world of having a shower wasn't something that we've just all got used to. Most of us would claim we don't have time for that as well. So mm. we do have time. It is actually about our priorities. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, that I talk about snacking on exercise and that whole idea mm. as well. You wouldn't go for days or weeks without brushing your teeth. So if you take two minutes morning and night to brush your teeth, why not take four minutes a day just to fit in some micro movement, even if it's four minutes that are spread out one minute at a time. So you're absolutely right that we do all have the same amount of time and it does just depend on our priorities. And I think I like your idea of, you know, successful in the right context if you look at how you want to have success and balance and joy and, and well-being in your life, that absolutely taking action on your morning routine is, is so key and is so proven. I know Robin Sharma, he is the author of the book, came out last year, I think, the 5am club, and he recommends 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation and 20 minutes of learning. And I had one of my good friends, Karen, came on one of my retreats and she was in a shared room. She's like, I do the 5am club is it okay to get up at five, Lauren? And I was like, she was like, oh, what should I do, you know? And so she's like, is it all right to go in the spa? So she, I think, went for a jog along the beach and then she was sat in the spa for 20 minutes and meditated and 20 minutes listening to her podcast. And so she still made it happen. And, and I'm not saying that everyone has to do that because you don't necessarily want to take an hour out of your sleep time. But again, you can start small, but it just might give you some aspirational goals or ideas. One thing that I love that Karen said is that she'll allow herself to miss a day and that's fine. She just won't allow herself to miss two days. So she maintains that routine in that way. She's flexible, but she'll make sure she doesn't end up, you know, stretching out to skipping it for a week or so. So I found that was quite a handy tip too. Yeah, I think if you were starting as much as you can, keep keep committed because mm -hmm. yeah, as soon as one day passes, like you say, it could slip into another you know a couple of days but definitely uh over time when you feel it's well established you don't don't make this hard and don't make it a guilty thing and actually what I notice for me is it's very very rare that I do miss a day but if I do this might sound odd but there's a slight level of discomfort with me that day somehow that makes me think something's just not quite on par here and I realize it's because I didn't start my day and, and it's not that it should become so rigid that it boxes you in but it's because it's so joyful that it 
creates that positivity that you that's what keeps you coming back yeah yeah, I love it and I often say to clients you know treat it like an experiment just for the next week just experiment try adding things in taking things out you know what are you going to stop start change and see what works and also have a routine you can concertina so even if you end up you only have 30 seconds what could you do just to take a few deep breaths and get yourself centered for the day ideally you might want the four minutes or the 15 minutes or whatever your routine is but have an option so that you can at least do something yeah yes yeah, oh, we could probably talk fun. about this all day couldn't we <laughs> <laughs> but i was going to say Kate, if you want to find out more or get in touch with you what's the best way to do that so my business is called thrive and light and the website is thrive and lot light.co.nz uh, there's some really great resources on there too a guided meditation and a really uplifting short and positive yoga sequence so there are some things that could be useful for a morning routine there as well mm, fantastic well that sounds amazing yeah and so if you're listening in to the podcast version you want to see the video version head to thrive tv show.com and yeah, if you head to there you'll see all of the links to connect with kate down below as well so kate just as we wrap up if you could share one final thing with our listeners today what would it be just start just start set your alarm for five minutes earlier and do one thing that nourishes you in the morning and and be open to how that unfolds. Mm, I love that. And I love what you said about dream big, but start small. Yeah. So I hope that if you're listening today, that you're inspired to get started. Thank you, Kate, so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you to Lauren and to the listeners. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening in. That's been another episode of the Thrive TV show. Go out and thrive. Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.